it's time for a little taste I just watched Mandy for the first time ever. I've known about it for a while. I've had it. I've even owned it for a while, and I just haven't actually watched it. And I remember I, I intended to go see it in the movie theater when it was out, and I just didn't do it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm pretty sure most people know about this, but the main selling point here is it's one of those quote unquote crazy Nicolas Cage performances. And it's one of the better ones. And it's not as uh, like for a lot of the movie, it's not like over the top Nicolas Cage the whole time, which is part of why I think uh, it stood out the way it did and really still does. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll say it definitely uh, is a little deliberate and it takes its time and it, it's in no rush to get to the, uh, you know, it's to some degree a revenge movie. It's in no rush to get to that. And um, I wouldn't exactly say that it dragged, but I just wasn't sure if I was really into the movie for a while. And uh, um, I was definitely into the music and the visuals and but the emotion of it, I wasn't fully, uh, you know, I, I don't know that the movie needs to be uh, uh, authentic emotionally because it's really so over the top ultimately. But but the one important part is the two main characters' relationship, really, and that, that there's an actual, uh, like, love bond going on there. And... I definitely was sold on the fact that they had a really, uh, like, it seems like a good relationship, a little weird, but they had a good relationship. They're communicating. They're obviously in love with each other, right? That gets communicated and acted well. And then once things start to turn, the emotions of it start to get, you know, they get uh, <laughs> cranked up to 11, I guess. So um, the one... Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to spoil this to talk about it. So hopefully, you know, if you haven't seen it and you've been meaning to, go ahead and do that first. It's worth watching if you're not sure. And maybe a little uh, slow to some degree, but stick with it. It's not that slow, but it just takes its time and with everything it does. Um, there's a faster version of this movie that could have been cut or you might have had to shoot it differently. I don't know. Not sure it would be better, but it would be shorter, and <laughs> it would be interesting to see that. Um, anyway, back to where I was going. Uh, so once Nicolas Cage's wife, Mandy, gets murdered, and he watches it, uh, you know, his reaction to it, I mean, is appropriate. It just didn't feel that real to me. And I was so almost checked out at this point in the movie, actually, because it had taken so long to get here. And it was interesting along the way. It was just like, man, I don't, I don't care. Like I don't feel anything. I don't feel bad. And then a few moments later, he comes upon what's left of her body 
And that's when it started to connect for some reason. That's where it started happening um, for me. So, and then from there on, I was much more into the movie. And, uh, yeah, but it's very memorable. There are a lot of interesting characters, even just where, where Nicholas Cage goes to get his, uh, to, to gear up for his quest, I guess that whole scene is really cool. Um, and everything's just so strange and weird that I appreciate that. And there's, a, you know, it, it, it's kind of its own thing. It feels like, Oh, this has got a little Lynch going on maybe, but not really. And then it's definitely got, I mean, it's a horror movie, but it definitely has some, some John Carpenter vibes going on. And, but ultimately the particular blend of all of this is pretty unique. Uh, And I'm not really familiar with this director's other works. I don't know if this is like, way he does things in general, or if this is some kind of departure, I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up because I would be curious to know that, but I wanted to record this uh, immediately after watching it just because it's an easy movie to uh, just respond to, which is what I'm trying to capture here. Um, Yeah. And it's also very much drug fueled in a way. And I love the little animated bits Actually, I think my favorite scenes are mostly the car scenes. I just, the way he sit, had the camera in the back seat for a couple times, and you could see, I love that, the wide shot of driving from inside a car, you can see th- through the windows. I don't know. There's something about that framing that I like that happened a couple times here. And then at the end, you get the uh, Nicolas Cage in a, gory state uh with a crazed look on his face and then a crazed smile on his face that's all in the car that stuff's really good um i don't remember the lady's name but the lead actress there uh she was really good when she was in it very interesting to look at and an interesting uh, character for her to play very i don't know yeah, the whole thing's just very unique, right? I guess it's sort of set, I, I'm guessing, in the 70s from the decor. I wasn't really paying attention if they nailed down a date or not. And um, yeah, the music fit. And then just the nightmare fuel at the end was all really good. And uh, <laughs> the bad guy uh, got what was coming to him, right? So... It was ultimately very satisfying. Um, And I think for me, the reason, I mean, I like, I really like Nicolas Cage. I'll watch him in anything. I've seen a lot of the crazy stuff that he's done. I haven't seen everything. And this one I was just kind of saving because I knew it was, it was uh, one of the better ones. So I wanted to, uh, be in the right mood. And a friend of mine who does sometimes listen to this, uh, asked me if I liked it not long ago. So I decided to throw it on the list here for the podcast. So hi, Jason, if you're listening, I did like it. I was expecting to, but it was different than what I was expecting. 
and I, I don't, I'm not sure if I can actually explain what I was what I was expecting, but from visually, it just wasn't quite what I was expecting, or at least I think I'd heard it took its time, but I didn't realize how much, and I didn't realize how much of it was Nicolas Cage actually underacting to some degree for him. So it's cool when you go from that to see him uh, going full out so to speak. And I don't know, a lot of the visuals, the once he's in there uh, taking out the, uh, I guess the demon biker guys, the black skulls and the apartment or whatever it is that they're living in, all the food like can canisters and stuff everywhere. And, and the weird like jar of gray, probably concentrated LSD or something that he, barely takes and the that moment where he uh he goes really i guess gets begins to go on a real trip at that point <laughs> so um yeah very cool and who's to say at that point like how much of this is real or in his head although it all felt like this was actually going on basically if there's something deeper going on i'm uh, not yeah i'm I will have to uh, get into that at another point because I took it all more or less at face value uh, and just watched it as a crazy horror movie with weird supernatural elements. If there's a metaphor, I'm, I don't know. I'm not in for it. So it'd be cool if there's one, I guess. Anyway, Nicolas Cage. I probably am one of the last people to have watched this movie of the people who would be interested in it. But if you haven't, or if you just want some really weird horror and some really out there Nicolas Cage performance, uh, underscored by a fairly touching uh, romantic relationship, um, then uh, this one's for you. So until next time, when I watch something else, good night. Thanks for listening. 